0: Welcome back to For What It's Worth and our second part of Furries of Color. If
1: you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to write us and let us know at cast at com. Enjoy! Me kills. Bless me, Bagpipes! Goodness, that was amazing. Well, we hope you guys uh, out there enjoyed break, um, and we're going to continue our discussion after we do the most important thing that we do every show, all shows, which is worship those who worship us, aka our Patreon. So we want to take a moment to thank those at the bottom of the list and work our way up. The list is loading. This so is why I'm stalling. Okay, so we want to start with snares. Skylos, Ossie cat Ch- 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 I don't know how to say this one this is, These guys are new Chapogriff Chapo If I said it wrong, let me know Tachi, Guardian Lion Dusky, Lokimut Baldric, Rifka Ichi, and Kit Because of these guys The show is still on the air Literally, it's paying for our Adobe license that we edit with And so forth, could do it without you And we really appreciate you. So if you want to join us, go to patreon.com slash FWIW and give us your money. So let us return to the topic. The topic being furries of color. Before we get into the fandom questions, um, I just have to ask this question. Now this, I have to tell you guys, this is the question that I think I am the most worried to ask. But I feel like it's a question that we've gotten from at least a half dozen people. So I kind of have to, which is this. What's the deal with the N word? How come, how come it's perceived as a word that black people can use, but not anyone else?
0: Well, um, I can. Okay, go ahead. You want me to start? You can start. Right. I don't. Um, I'm going to be very forward about this. So please bear with me. Do it. I don't like the word at all. Uh, no matter how you spell it. I don't care. You change it. I don't like it for the sole reason. Again, when I mentioned earlier, my dad was called that every day. My mom, same thing. And it's, and the fact that, and I dis- and I totally disagree with the fact that, you know, oh, only a black person can say it. no. I don't accept that personally because, again, it gives, it's it's going back to the history of that word. And the fact that people feel like, oh, yeah, well, we're taking back that word. It's still, I don't care. It's still a bad, it's still a terrible word. I don't, it, it, it it's very, uh, it's very condescending. It's very belittling to, you know, people of color. Um, that's why I personally, I don't accept it whatsoever. You know, um, And um, um.
2: the thing is, you have some people that will say, well, it's okay for black people to say it, uh, but not anyone else. And this was uh, something that was brought up in a Netflix series called Dear White People, which is a, a very interesting series. There are two seasons on Netflix now. And I'm a bit mad because the season two finale was a cliffhanger. And you know, it's like, doggone it, I want to see what happens next. But I understand you have some black people or some people of color that feel it's okay to use the N-word. Uh, they, they figure that by changing it to GA instead of having a G-E-R, you know, it's, it's taking control of it and all this other stuff. It's like, no, it's still a racial slur. I don't like it. I don't use it. You know, and and then you have white people like uh, a certain YouTuber that you know he's he's online gaming and he'll use the n word and stuff like that and it's like, dude, what is your problem?
0: Yeah, because here's the other thing, and well, I don't think using racial slurs on this on this on this chat on this uh, call would be appropriate. But we're all ages.
1: They're not all ages. We're adults only, but. um you you do what you're comfortable.
0: Okay, with. I don't see I don't see I don't see Caucasian folks being called cracker on a daily basis, or any other race that uses any racial slurs that that is constant that is, concept, that is uh, being you know dragged towards you know other races like you know I don't see and excuse my language I don't see Asians calling each other chinks I don't see Puerto Ricans calling each other. You know all those other, you know, like all those other racial slurs that are thrown at, at each race and everything. That's pretty much what I was trying to say. Sorry, <laughs> at a brain freeze. But, um, you know, that's why I don't, I disagree with, you know, having that word being quote unquote taken back by black folks. I I don't agree with that. That that shouldn't even be a thing. It shouldn't even be used at all. I don't agree with it because, like I said, the history behind it. And as Watcher said. You know, racism can be taught. This, in some ways, is being taught and it's being maintained by eliminating that. or no, I wouldn't say eliminate, but by reducing it. I feel that people will start saying using that word less and everything. You know, because I, I don't, I don't like being called that at all. I don't care if it's like you know, oh yeah, yeah, my N word or something. No, um, no, you can call me my, you know, my name or buddy. Or dude, I don't mind that, but you throw that in my general direction. Or
2: brother, but yeah, brother,
0: br- which is which is better anyway, brother or sister? That's better.
2: Part of the the issue is that it is used as lyrics and songs. So in in an episode of Dear White People, there ended up being um, an argument that happened at a um, at a college party. The white student was. Singing the songs of a lyric and it had the N word in it. And so you had one of the black students say, Hey, you you can't say that, you know, and that ended up creating a situation where there was a fight and then the campus police were brought in. And then one of the campus police officers pulled a gun on the black student, which ended up, you know, exhibiting another issue that was, was dealt later with that episode and the series you have some people of color that will use it and they they figure well you know we're, we're, we're calling our own this and, and stuff like that but again you know as Hybern pointed out you know trying to, to empower it and, and, and take control of it and all this other stuff that's sort of like uh, calling gay people uh, the British term for cigarette which, it's like, that was never a term of, of endearment or familiarity or anything like that. It was always, you know...
1: Yeah, which I, I hate.
2: Uh, a word that was used with brutality or, or arguments or something like that. So, it, it's, it's a weaponized word. So, you know, why, why would you use terms like that?
0: Yeah, and that seems like the, and that word just seems like the biggest thing for some reason. Cause like I said earlier, it's just, you know, other, you know, you don't, you, you don't hear, you know, other um, denouncement, I'm sorry, racial denouncement words like the ones I mentioned earlier, which, you know, again, right. Pardon my French on that. I just, you know,
2: you know, and, and other races, you, you don't necessarily hear them using the racial slurs amongst themselves, you know. And then, as as far as the N word, so is it is it really more of a stereotype then? Well, it's it it is uh, a stereotype. It is um, a verbal weapon because I've known military people, furs in the military, that you know have used uh, the N word to describe uh, Middle Eastern people. You know, they would put sand in front of it, sand and word, you know, and things like that. So, you know, it, it, it just boggles my mind that people, you know, try to justify using the word. Um, and it, it's 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 like, I understand that some people grew up like that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's appropriate to do in this day and age because
0: yeah it's not it's not in some handbook or anything it, it literally isn't as much what people think it is a lot of that you know that that word derives from so many other slang words out there um <clears throat> in the streets you know if you will and and stuff like that and you know i mean they're it all over the world but nothing like this nothing this bad but even so, bad or not or whatever, whether it's good, whether whether or not it's you know bad to the extreme or minimal, this word is that word is to, is very unacceptable. I, I feel that, and it doesn't honestly, personally speaking, it doesn't help the progression of a community and even society for that matter. Color me naive, but honestly, I just feel like. We as human beings, as complex as complex as we are, we know we need to we need to do better, especially with how we word things with each other. You know what I mean.
1: So let's let's go and and let's bring in the fandom, which is a place that I think hopefully will be better, but we'll find out. Um. So the, we have an email from someone. His name is Sebastian. Hello, Sebastian. He says hi there. I have a question. Hello. <laughs> I have a question to ask. For furs of color, would you say that you experience less, more, or equal racism in the furry community when compared to normal society? Is there a problem of racism within the community currently? And what can I do to help combat that if you would
2: like to help? I'm not going to go and say, go punch a Nazi or anything like that. Uh, There are plenty of people going around saying stuff like that. Um, My personal experience, I haven't encountered uh, overt racism in the fandom. Uh, but I've seen situations like uh, there was this fursuiter who put together this fursuit with the pattern of the Confederate flag on it. Now, it wasn't that this person was from the South and was exhibiting Southern pride. This person, from my understanding, intentionally wants to stir up mud and trouble and stuff like that. And it's like, why would you want to have a pattern on your fursuit that exhibits a symbol of racism? I mean, you know, growing up, I grew up in the North, so the the Confederate flag didn't hold meaning to me growing up outside of seeing those episodes of the Dukes of Hazard as they're driving this muscle car called the General Lee. Basically, being, you know, uh, southern type Robin Hoods, where their Uncle Jesse was basically a moonshiner, but of course, you know, made an agreement with the government not to uh, run moonshine anymore uh, in exchange for not going to jail and, and problems with the family and all this other stuff. It was interesting, you know, seeing the show, you didn't really see racism per se, it was more of, uh, a class issue, the haves and the have-nots. It's like, I think, in maybe two episodes, they might have had a black person in there. That's when they were, you know, calling out the the rally to uh, help the Duke boys uh, do some sort of plot to to save Hazard against Boss Hog's plans and machinations and all this other stuff. So out of all the good old boys that, you know, helped there with Cooter and everything like that, there was like maybe, maybe one person that you would see on occasion that was not white. You know, other than that, you didn't see overt racism there. Growing up, I learned about the Confederate flag and things like that. And it's like, oh, okay. And this is an example of history that just because a certain period of time has passed we shouldn't necessarily forget the history because if you forget your history you're doomed to repeat it
0: there are things in history that yeah we cannot and forget how you how one handles it is a different is also a big deal yeah the things that happened in the past to blacks and so on and so forth that that was just mind-bogglingly damaging and terrible And it wasn't, you know, and there's nothing, you you can't forget that. And yeah, it's going to make you angry, you know. But see, that's where you turn things around and try to be a better person. What I mean is, okay, it's going to make you angry, but, you know, there's so many other ways of preventing that stuff from happening again by educating, you know, trying to have that sense of connectivity and, you know, some sort of common ground, basically establishing a common ground between races.
2: Right. but. When you have some fursuiters wearing fursuits that are clearly like a a, a a beacon of racism white supremacy to hey, hey, focus on me if you think like me. I, I kind of feel that's why part of the reason why they're wearing such fursuits. There there was uh at a convention I, I think the the fur his name was uh Foxler where He was banned from the convention and it's like he was escorted off the premises by the police. And I believe they had his stuff shipped to him and he was trying to make a, a, a big issue out of, well, I, you know, paid my room and blah, 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 blah. And he booked a, 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 a block of rooms, which I believe was done under someone else's name because, you know, he had already created enough issues on his own. And it's like, dude, you know, why are you going to a convention where you knew you were banned and that your, your, your hate speech was not appreciated, you know? And it's like, why do you, you know, do stuff like that?
0: Because they, they feel because people like him feel that they have this sense of, uh, They they go by, you know, the amendment of freedom of speech, you know. Oh, I get to say whatever, do whatever you want. But it doesn't – but the thing is what he didn't understand was that what he was trying to incite, it falls negatively onto the rules of of the convention. These conventions specifically state in their clauses that, you know, they don't accept racism and all these other things that's going to incite trouble. I mean, see, I saw the article of this fursuiter. You know, the one with the Confederate flag pattern. And, yeah, it bothered me. It made me very wary. I mean, granted, I wasn't there, but it still made me very wary because I learned about racism at, I'd say, about 9, 10 years old. This was the first time I learned about it. <clears throat> was because I went to go visit. He was a classmate of mine. And we started to become friends. And um, he lived near me. I was going to go over to his house and, you know, hang out and stuff like that. And I went there. Okay. I didn't see any harm in it. So I knocked on the door and, um, a relative is his, I don't know if it was his mother, aunt or something. I wasn't sure, but she answered the door. I introduced myself. I said, hi, my name is so-and-so. I keep in mind. I told her my name. That was one of the first things I mentioned. You know what she said after I introduced myself? So she called, she calls him. She said, Hey, there's a colored person at the door. What the hell? I'm not kidding. I'm like nine years old, nine years old when this happened. And I'm like, oh, see, I didn't understand it. And I was just like, that seemed really weird. And I felt, I actually felt a little weird about it. And then mind you, these guys had a Confederate flag, you know, hung up, like strung up like on their wall or something like that or whatever. So I told my parents about, you know, my experience about that situation. And I had a major sit down with them. They told me, said, first of all, you're not to go to that house anymore. And they told me why. They also told me about the history of that, that of that said flag because it was – granted, it was a symbol of independence, but also there was a lot of blood and slavery behind it. And usually a lot – and see, a lot of people – a lot of times I've encountered people that, that brandish that flag. A lot of times it's usually never good or you just get this feeling of uh, something is behind your back and you got to kind of constantly watch your back to make sure it doesn't come at you, that kind of feeling. You ever, you ever been in an experience where you're somewhere – and something just doesn't feel right. You just want to leave. Oh
1: yeah, that's when I usually leave.
0: Yeah, that's. It was just like when they told me that I, I was. I didn't know. I was. I was upset. I didn't know how to feel, and I actually, you know, I stopped hanging out with the, with the guy with the kid. I don't even know if he knew himself either. But you know, it just made me feel uncomfortable. Um, I was able to hang out with him in in school and class, but after after classes, I couldn't. I I couldn't even bring myself to do it because of you know, the stuff that my parents had told me, people that are racist like this, they treat you very differently. And they, they, they're very, and it's its even harder because a lot of people tend to be very subtle about it. Like, they'll, they'll reel you in. Like, they try to be your best friend. But, you know, they will treat you a lot differently than what you think that they may treat you as. And that's why it's, it is sometimes, like I said, it's hard to, well... Or rather, let me put this in different words. Let me reiterate this. It's it's that's why you have a lot of people of color that tend to be very wary and very careful because of, of situations like this.
1: So when you saw that first suit, did it did it bring back a lot of those same kinds of emotions that you had when you were a kid?
0: Um, yeah. I mean it, it just it 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 shocked the heck out of me because I didn't you know you go to you go to these these convention, these conventions and then you know you're part of this fandom where they you know at least my impressions in the last couple of years or so since I started getting back into the fandom now than it was 20 years ago. I mean, people are very welcoming. They don't. It seemed like you know they don't care about your background, but they, they're just people. Been very like you. You've been very welcoming and opening to us, and so many other people at, at further confusion and. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful feeling that, you know, everyone's getting together. Just, you know, it, all walks of life, race, color, creed. They're all getting together into this one big giant furry basket and having a, you know, having a good time. And then I see this, this, this guy on, on the article and I'm like, how is he, why is he even here? And then I made a post about it on Facebook and it shocked a lot of people. And I only had one person who made a big deal about it because he felt that the guy had the right to be there because of, you know, civil liberties and stuff like that. Not in an establishment like a convention where they don't allow that sort of thing. If he wants to walk around in it publicly, knock himself out. I mean, he won't get very far, but... <laughs> it, it, I, I, yeah.
2: And also that's like, if you know, uh, oh, if you want freedom of speech or civil rights and things like that. So does that mean that, a person can go through a hotel lobby naked? No, of course not. You know, it's a matter of common sense. Just as you know, a a person can't go through the the public areas of the hotel naked. I mean, there, there, there are some things that should be common sense, but as I said, this person didn't just happen to be controversial. He designed the first... And knew that this was going to create a reaction, you know. So he intentionally did that, just like there was uh, the other fursuit suit that um, I think it was at MFF where it, it it had some Nazi insignia, and and the guy had a helmet which was not a Nazi helmet. It was like a a Bürgermeister helmet or something like that, which is like I don't understand if if you're going to try to be accurate with your racist Nazi nonsense at least have all of your outfit coordinated properly but it's it's like why why would you do that unless you want to create a situation and it's not even a matter of oh I, I just want people to you know think about things no if you wanted people to think about things you wouldn't use such a, a platform to make such a statement because all that's going to do is, hey, I'm 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 a Nazi fur, you know, I'm a white supremacist. I i think that if you're not white, you're garbage, you know. So come on to me, you know, and and it's like, how could you not expect a negative reaction from that?
1: So just since we're talking about it, let's be clear on this. So in the United States, for those international listeners, we have this also famous First Amendment, which guarantees Freedom of speech, but that's not actually what it's it doesn't stop there. What it says is you get freedom of speech in the sense that the government cannot punish you for saying things. it does not say that private um, events such as a fandom convention must follow those rules. And it also does not say that you are free from consequences outside of the government. So you can be banned from a con and you never had guaranteed freedom of speech unless the con said so. You have reasonable speech at a con. So everyone is clear on that. I know you guys are on the same page with me. Um, and that's just how it is. You know, like we don't have to let whoever on our show talk about whatever they want. It's our show. We own it. You know, same, same rules. You know, only if I was doing the show as a government broad uh, broadcast, then I couldn't do that. But that's not what this is. That's not what a convention is. And this guy is a jackass for thinking, you know that he could just say what he wanted without consequence at a private event. It's just established legal precedent. That's how it is. Um, I, you hit on something, and um, I, I, want, I want to talk about that a little bit. So um, you go to, as a furry, you can choose your appearance, which is a wonderful thing, right? You, you have the luxury of more or less presenting how you come across in people's minds. Do you feel that because of that, then, that the fandom is actually viscerally different? It does race it, not play into it so much as a furry because people are like oh you're a you're a, a black and green and yellow this and a and a blue dog and and an orange tiger. Do you find that because you have that layer of abstraction, then that race is not part of it? Uh,
2: that is something that would work online, but when you meet at a convention or an event, you know, in in person. That's that's it's not so simple because unless you have on a a full body uh, costume or something, race will become apparent as soon as you're in the actual world as opposed to the online world. It's 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 going to be it's going to be different.
1: Fair, Hibern, how's your perspective on this one?
0: Um. Well, I'm trying to think I'm trying to figure out how to start this. Okay, well, I agree with what, what you're saying. I, I, and I'm adding to also what he's saying as well because I, I wholeheartedly agree on this because but also too, I feel I feel that um, I guess given my persona, I was worried at first because when I first joined the fandom, you know, I wanted to go with a full-blown simian. No, you can't do that. That's frowned upon in the fandom at the time. I'm like, why? The excuse was uh because you know simians have 98 percent DNA close to humans, but you know what? We're all animals on this planet, so whatever. <laughs> but years later, I I just really yeah, it's like three now, right? Yes, that's ugh. there weren't that many. There weren't that many simians when I started. There there was hardly none at all that I knew of. But then, when, like four years ago, when I got back into the fandom, I found that there's there's a, there's a good number out there, and and. The Phantom is the the Phantom is different now than it was twenty years ago, so people are very open and accepting of that of that aspect. My my persona it looks like a simian. Technically, it's not because I have three animal aspects of it, and I think and even if I had a fur super per se, um, and I wore that and I take it off, I don't think with you know with optimism, I don't think it would play a part into it. But at the same time. I have to look at the flip side of the coin just in case to mentally prepare in case I come to that, you know, eventuality. Um, If it became a problem, then, yeah, it definitely needs to be addressed if there's any form of discrimination outside of the fursuit. Just, you know, just just because and just in case. Because in any community, you're going to encounter racism no matter where you go. I mean, in my travels so far, personally, I haven't had that problem in the fandom. In other communities like... You know, the, the gay bear community in some in some aspects, yes, I've had that experience, that bad experience where, you know, I'm treated differently because I'm a person of color.
2: Which is, yeah, it's, it's like
0: in the gay community.
2: <laughs> it's, it's sad. You're right. It's sad that in, in some cases, a community that should be more open and accepting of, of things that are different are just as bad, if not worse.
0: And, and it never made sense. It never made any sense to me when when I when I first encountered that. And that's why I'm hope you know I'm I'm glad that this so far. And I hope it never does. It doesn't bleed into the furry community either. You know I really hope it doesn't.
1: I don't think you will because um because the typical background of what a furry is, a lot of them have backgrounds in um some kind of negative social experience. Bullying is the big one. Um. People don't just come into the fandom and are full of privilege. They're usually more well-rounded through life's hard knocks than, than most people realize. So I'm, I don't think we're going to get there. And I share your sentiment as far as I hope we never get there. I don't want us to become just like everyday society. We should continue to be more open and accepting. That's why I love the fandom as much as I do.
2: But the problem is, in the fandom, you have white supremacists. You have these Nazi furs or these these furs who are misogynist that they are transphobic or you know they're they're gay and they have issues with females and it's like you know what is your problem you're bringing all these negative things from outside of the fandom you're bringing your own baggage and bullcrap into a, a fandom that's supposed to, you know, be better than that. Um, but, unfortunately, yeah.
0: Yeah, and on the bright side of things, at least this fandom is a lot less tolerant of it. I mean, having that guy get, at the having that Confederate first suitor get escorted out and banned, and he tried to get in like, what, two, three times already? And with no success whatsoever, you know, as opposed to, you know, like I said, like, you know, even like the, like some of the leather communities and stuff like that where they just some most of the time they're like oh yeah sure whatever carry on that should never happen
2: oh my gosh yeah and it's like when you have some of those titles where um you know the leather community again should should be accepting and open but you you have some of these people who are are misogynist or transphobic And it's like, or even in the pup community, um, you don't see many, uh, pups that are female, you know, but I mean, they're there and that's great, but it's not as open and accepting in some groups as it should be, you know, so it's, it's a human issue, you know, again, it's like when you have some of these groups, when you have something that's different from the, I guess you could say the quote-unquote core membership, then, you know, you start seeing things where, oh, well, you know, why is she here? Or why are they doing that? And and it's like, okay, did you have a dialogue with them? Uh, Are they horrible people? Then why are you, you know, giving them a hard time and stuff like that?
1: The argument on that is that um, you're, you're endorsing it if you don't step up against something you disagree with, which is not true, and it's something that people struggle with. Like, like look, my next-door neighbor could be the most devout religious person in the world and think that being gay is a sin. That's their belief. That's whatever. They don't get to impose that everywhere else, though, right? That's just not how it is
0: right cuz not everyone's got to go go along with it and it with with that with that view and such you know um and i want to i want to stress to the listeners about this about how big and how big this is the civil rights movement though you know it happened in the 60s and even further back and everything it wasn't that even, it wasn't that long ago it may seem that way 50 60 years okay but let's look let's Let's move the clock back by thousands of years, hundreds of years, even, where you know there was slavery, genocide, just because, and even, even, even other Caucasians, like you know, you you've had you've had Jews, even certain 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 minority groups. Not I won't say minority, but certain groups in Russia, even um, their own people, you know, they would just be treated hardly just because they're different, just because they've had you know different religious backgrounds, so on and so forth. You know, and having this civil rights movement that happened in the '60s and so on and so forth, and you know, moving forward from that point, it's very important to maintain these civil rights and and to try to do better and progress as as a society. Because in the future, heck, we 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 might be like Star Trek for all I know. You know, we're 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 doing a lot better. We're out in space, and we're getting along with ourselves on this starship per se i mean but i know that's that's a little that's a little um a little bit of a weird example but it adds to my point on how important and serious this is
1: ordered in the internet's memory forever
0: you know what i'm sure robin and batman did it all the time
1: ru bends over and takes it like a
0: Rue, are you a fox Yes.
1: This is for what it's Cause worth. Do
0: We've
1: been talking about fandom in, in general, and I want to break out some stats here. So thanks to Nuka for this science. Um, the furry fandom. Um, is studied by the IARP and right now the a majority of their research is in North America which the reason I say that is because it can influence some of this some of these numbers um but this is the best data we have so um gentlemen if you would join me in, in a quick game of guess how much of the fandom would you guess identifies as white percentage Ninety-two mm. percent. Ibran what's your guess?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the dice on 60. You're
1: both wrong. Watcher was closer. 83.2% of the fandom is, is white. The rest would be different, various minorities. So, given that roughly 20% of the fandom is in the not white category, what do you think the second biggest percentage, uh, which group does it belong to? Your choices are black, Asian, First Nation, Hispanic, Middle
0: Eastern, Indian, or other. Um, I'm guessing Hispanic.
1: I would go with black. The other category is 9% of that 20-ish. So, let's break out the numbers. Um, About 3% is East Indian. 3% is Hispanic. A half a percent or so is First Nation slash Native American. Two percent is Asian and 2.1 percent is black.
2: Whoa. Hmm.
1: That kind of blew my mind. I, I feel like there's a lot more people of color and different backgrounds than there actually are. I don't know if it's just because FC happens to draw more people or whatnot, but that surprised me quite a bit.
0: it's also there's also the democratic democratic demographic area i think too Mm -hmm. because i reason i i was guessing that myself because the demographic area and positioning and so i you know but uh yeah i i'm i'm rather surprised i'm surprised actually yeah by the statistics
1: and um since we're talking about nuka and research um I, I might actually I'm gonna I'm looking into doing a, a little bit of an experiment we haven't decided for sure if we're gonna go forward with it but the idea is I want to actually have nuka with me on a live stream we're gonna play back your guy's episode and have him um, point out because he's a social psychologist he has a doctorate in it point out some of these social phenomenons at play in some of the scientific context so that hopefully folks that are listening will say, oh, hey, I'm manifesting a behavior that I didn't know. Maybe I can improve myself. Maybe I can make the world a little better. Uh because I think while the fandom is doing great and 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 correct me if if I'm speaking for you incorrectly here, I feel like your guys' perception of the fandom is very positive. You feel like, hey, you know, we don't necessarily even have to think about the concept of race relations is this big thing so much as people are just in this, as you said, hybrid big furry basket and everyone's fine with it. Um, but that you know we're not all just furries we have other things going on and that you know learning more about maybe maybe we have a hidden behavior we don't know about could contribute to making the world better both in and out of the fandom so um yeah i don't know if you had anything to say on that but i just thought it'd be interesting to share with the audience that we're thinking about doing that
0: um I would be fine with it, and and I agree on the experiment because of the fact that, and, you know, I want to share something a little personal. Um, I met Watcher, what was it, 13, 14 years ago, Watcher? Around this this time, at this point now?
2: Uh, About, I'm thinking, maybe
0: 2005? Yeah, so about yeah little little clo- little close to fifteen years close something like that but anyway um you know before I met him, you know I was a different person, and I followed his example you know both in his mannerisms, his way of speaking, his way of thinking, you know how he handled situations and everything because um you know I was a, I was all over the place and, you know, I was reckless with things and I swore like a sailor and all these other things. And I, upon meeting him and just talking with him about things and stuff like that, I've learned over the years to do better, be a better person, Um, you know, coming to realizations about certain aspects of how I um react to things and talk to people and stuff like that you know i realized oh yeah this isn't the right way for me to go i need to do something about this and be better about it and look at it at a different angle so that being said you know he played um he played a major role in you know my personal growth you know he's been very kind and very patient and very encouraging in that aspect and you know, to this day, it means a lot because I don't know where or how I will be, how I would be, if he wasn't around, if I'd never met him.
1: I'm having emotions. <laughs> Are you going through pond far? I uh, I am not going through pond far. We just we have these moments we have these moments on the show where it's just like, you know, you get really real, you get real and you realize, you know, the fandom, you know, as much as we talk about it here and there, wonderful things happen inside of it all the time. You know, they're talking about being better, right? I think that the fandom is always trying to do better. We're not perfect, but Hey, you know what? We stepped up and said, no, for you can't do that. That better flag than get out. You know, no Foxler, you can't go around, you know, representing this, this propaganda machine from the forties that resulted in the deaths of millions. No, get out, you know. Uh, and they'll always have detractors, but we are moving in a generally what I view as healthy direction about it. Yes. Yes,
2: now we just need to uh get uh noodles and beef uh
0: Oh no held
2: responsible oh,
0: for this stuff. No, right? no 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 oh no.
2: <laughs> and 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 Jack's money back to his family.
0: That's those those two rabbit holes I I bricked and cemented. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 let me rephrase that. I bricked and cemented and sealed it with titanium steel doors. <laughs> wow. But no, in all titanium seriousness. Steel I, doors. I I want to I want to add one more thing to what I said earlier. It's not just the fact that, you know, Watcher had played a major role in my life as a furry but he also played a major role in my life as you know as a black man because wait what i'm black seriously (laughs) seriously when did that happen i don't know
1: (laughs) oh my (laughs) god there's a thing that happens at puberty um and if you're Michael Jackson it happens again when you're 40 where your skin switches close.
2: well no to be yeah, fair it, the it, man had vitiligo so so that 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 you know yeah that you can't do mm. no 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 vitiligo and the thing is he was a celebrity so you know there are some people that have vitiligo that have all sorts of patches and pigmentation and you know there some are not treated fairly because of something they have no control over. So the fact that he went and did what he did, you know, it's like, you know what? And I can't blame him for that.
0: And then Michael Jackson did do that song called Black or White. And it's basically, you know, you accept people for who they are and you accept, you know, you accept their backgrounds, their history, where they come from, their culture, all that other stuff, you know? And I mean... And breaking these stereotypes, that's that's another hurdle in of itself. And it is hard because I mean I've I've been I've growing up because this is a bit tough to talk about, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway because it has to be said. When I was growing up I used to be I used to be picked on, bullied, typical stuff. And I was um called Carlton because of the fact that I didn't use slang. I spoke As I'm speaking to everyone now, you know, full, clear English fluently and everything. And, you know, I've had the I've had the term you sound white. I've had the token black guy thrown at me and. I hated it. Because of the fact that, you know, I'm speaking properly normally and I'm not using a slang. And and that's that's the problem is that why are people of color forcibly giving themselves into the stereotype. I've never understood that. I still don't understand it. And I don't, honestly, don't agree with it. Because I've seen many people of color, you know, get out of the ghetto and get out of their bad situations in their lives and do so much better. And they become such a big inspiration out there. You know, Martin Luther King, uh, Rosa Parks, um, you know, Malcolm X, to his credit, and so many others out there that have not used slang. They just spoke, you know, they, they, they were just themselves. They were just being themselves. They weren't, you know, trying to give into to what um, other societies and cultures perceived us to be. They, they, you know, they're, they're loudly, they're, they're out there saying, no, we're not like this. I'm not being this way. I'm just being me.
2: I think part of the, the problem is when you have, um, again, when you're in a, a close-knit community, if you are different, you're considered an outsider and you're picked on because it's easier to, you know, break bread on Busting someone's chops and making fun of them and, and, you know, singling them out because then that means that you don't get singled out. Um, cause I remember having a, a cousin from the South when I was visiting Virginia and, you know, she would say, Oh, you talk so proper. And it's like I was a kid and I was speaking, you know, like a standard American English dialect. I didn't have a, a Southern draw or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate when you have your own people say oh well you talk white it's like there, there is no white it's sort of like in the movie sorry to bother you where um Danny Glover was uh, teaching um, the 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 new co-worker the telemarketer you know his strategy on how to get through to the customers because when the other guy spoke in his, his regular voice, you know, the people would hang up on him. But when he was told, Well, you, you need to use a white voice, and he you know, the guy was saying, What do you mean a white voice? And he explained what the quote unquote white voice was. It wasn't so much a a racial tone so much as a cultural Tone. So when he started speaking from a, a cultural perspective, doing his script on the phone, you know, he had better responses and racked up more commission. So I just found it interesting how some people will say, oh, well, you're talking white, are you talking black, or whatever. And, and, you know, back in the the, the 80s and 90s, they, they had that ridiculous thing that they were trying to, the, the, the linguists were trying to promote as Ebonics. And it's like, really? Ebonics? Seriously? That's like, you know, saying black phonics. You know, and it's like, okay, so does that mean that regular phonics is white phonics? No, of course not. But yet they had this Ebonics nonsense and it's like,
0: yeah, okay. Well, too, to, um, but you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel in that, on that, on that situation because the same character Carlton, the, the the one character that everyone was making fun of me of, because um, granted, I didn't dance like him. It's just because I looked like him. That's why he said. But honestly, a lot of it was also because uh, I didn't act like a quote unquote brother, like everyone else did. And funny thing. The same character went through the same same situation and he tried to get into a fraternity, black all black fraternity, and um they chose his cousin Will, the main character, over him. And even though Carlton was doing everything they asked him to do to get to, to be to be part of the fraternity, they did they didn't want him because, you know, he listens to very though. He's just being himself. And Carlton confronted oh, the no, guy that was
2: he, I remember that episode. it, it wasn't um all of the uh, the brothers in the fraternity, it was one of the the pledge masters.
0: Yeah, I was gonna that... get I was getting to that. yeah, I was it oh, was okay. the, the pledge master that, that shunned him like the other the other brothers wanted him in, but the, the pledge master said no. he had, and his cousin will asked why And he said, look at him. look at look at how he is and everything. And Carlton actually stood up for himself and he said, and I, I can never forget this because that shaped me to fight back was that i'm not trying to beat black i am black you know and you're over here you he's talking to the pledge master he said you you're over here i'm doing every i'm going through the same hurdles as you have and everything but you're the one who's tripping me up why but you know what you're not brother enough to, to be that so i'm out so he left and will left um also um one of the uh One of the members actually called out the pledge master and he actually went to go report him. And then when they went to, when Carlton and Will went to go talk to her uncle Phil about the situation, you know, another powerful thing that that happened in that episode, he just said that, you know, why trip other people up when they're trying to be successful? Why not be inspired by it? You know, we got you know, and, and as 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 you know people of color, we gotta stop doing this to each other. We really do. Because it's so hard. And even but this is with with any group of people out there, with any community, even with furries, same thing. There's no need there's no need to get jealous of the other furry because, you know, oh he has he has this many likes on Twitter, he has this many followers on Twitter. You know, just get out there. Do the best you can. Have a good time with it. You know, eventually that that'll that'll happen or whatever. But but most importantly, be inspired by all those people that you're envious of. You know, because one eventually you, you're going to end up surpassing them at one point. You're going to end up doing better than them. You know, they may they may learn a thing or two from you.
1: I feel I feel
0: so like
1: you so poignant. Like how do you? what are we talking about now <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> well I just I just I'm just speaking like from my upbringing and just pretty much from the heart about it you know because the way I was raised in my upbringing you know just do just do the best you can do right by people you know
1: the golden Rule
0: Yeah, the golden rule, basically. Deal unto others.
1: So this is usually the point where we go to kind of like final thoughts on the topic. Um, And we're there. I had one question. You can can choose that as maybe your final thought if you need some guidance or answer both. It's up to you guys. Um, What's the one thing that you wish everyone in the fandom knew about persons of color that they might not?
2: Okay, that's that's kind of a hard question. Um,
1: well, you thought I was going to give you easies?
2: No, well,
0: <laughs>
2: I didn't say that. I'm just prefacing what I'm about to say with that so that you wouldn't say, well, why didn't you say XYZ And, you know, anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> um, not all people of color think alike with the, hive mind connectivity i guess basically we're we're people deserving of respect consideration and you know to be treated like others would want to be treated themselves Hybrin,
0: what about you um i'm gonna read this i wrote this myself um because this, this was the show notes and all that but um be easier, I think it would be much clearer if I just read it. Um, basically, we are not invisible. We are just as much as human beings as a furry who is white, Asian, Hispanic, and so on. We have so much to bring to the table as a community and culture as any, anybody else does, as well as the same rights as everybody else. We don't deserve to be mistreated or discriminated against, especially when an individual of color comes with good intentions. Makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if Rue he was here, he'd say that we would give you our our traditional salute, which is we call it the clap, where everyone just claps a single time. But I don't have anyone else but me, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Thank you. Very, very, very poignant. So very appreciated. So, so, so you gave him the clap. One, only one clap.
0: Oh, okay. Well, at least it wasn't the Samus scream. <laughs> I mean, is that what
2: you can't? Oh, really? Really? Top of Coco. <laughs> <laughs> In Sorry, audience.
0: Yeah, it's an inside joke, guys.
2: Wasn't that actually uh, uh, top, uh, top of Coco?
1: <laughs> Ta- yeah, Top of Coco. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Is there is there any part of your story that that we didn't talk about that you guys wanted to make sure that we covered?
2: Um, let's see.
1: Um, the answer is no is a perfectly acceptable answer if you feel like we were thorough. But I just I want to be sure, guys, because we we've, we've invited you on. We're, we've had a, a, a tough conversation, an enlightening conversation. But I want to make sure that you guys, felt like you know you came on and you got to do what you came to do. Well, part of
2: the reason why I wanted to participate in this was in appreciation for what you and Scritch, uh, do at FC in terms of setting up, you know, that sort of like TARDIS convention space, you know, every year and allowing Hybrid and I to, you know, do the uh, taste testing, uh, Party there. And it was, it's helpful because I'm able to experiment with uh, different things and have people, you know, try them and get some feedback, which allows me to create other things for other situations.
0: I, um, no, I, I, I enjoyed this very much. And I'm, I'm glad that, um, this did happen. What, what people, I just feel that, you know, people can't, um, have, expectations of another person like you know oh well i expect you to to know this because you know this is how we are um in terms of people of color and stuff like that doesn't work that way the fact that you came and asked us questions and you wanted us to be in this i feel that that meant a lot and it, it also for you tugs and anyone else out there i me as a person who's very inquisitive i respect that and I compliment and salute you and anyone else that's out there that's looking just to ask questions, just to learn the truth and gain better insight and knowledge on things, be it people of color or anything for that matter
1: shows all about. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate having this conversation with you. Um, Before we wrap everything up, um, this is where we traditionally go to our housekeeping. Oh, look, we even got some music for it. Um, so oh, it's all good. So, housekeeping. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, please, please, please send us an email, call us, send a voice clip, but let us know how you felt listening to the show, what you learned, what you agreed with, and any other follow up questions that you might have afterward. You know, we, we are able to always, of course, support anything, uh, critical to our guests. Um, but also it helps us let our guests know how, you know, how, their time has impacted you. So, especially with this this very, very important episode, share your thoughts on how it went. Um, we always joke about it, but you can comment on the show site. You know, you don't need an account. So go right to the show page and uh, pull up the episode. Leave your comments and thoughts. We read them, and we'll respond if we can. Um, and yeah, uh, share, share the impact and share a little love. Um, other than that, if you want to stay in touch with the show between episodes, we're on social media, at For What It's Worth. Search for, for what it's worth on Facebook, and I'm not going to say this going forward, but Google Plus is dead, so no more Google Plus. Please go to a supported community. Um, if you want to talk with people who listen to the show, we have a Telegram group. Uh, message the show on Twitter or Facebook. We will add you. We do not have an open link because Miners kept joining the group and ruined it for everybody. Thanks, Miners. Um, in the meantime, uh, it's time for us to reveal the next episode. Our next episode will be I have three choices guys should i do pup play rope play or breath play
0: pup play pup play pup play i was going to say rope play <laughs> okay but pup play it is
1: well they'll all eventually be done how
2: about a smorgasbord oh okay how about Plated. how about how about <laughs> we tie up the pups and and what was the third category breath play yes okay so we tie up the pups and we put Gags, ball gags in their mouths or muzzles, and then lightly pinch their noses for thirty seconds at a
1: time. <laughs> I think it's a well, we are we are the first eight k podcast, so maybe you guys can you'll be able to zoom and enhance the audio file, get a good look at those bits. All right, it sounds like pup play is what it's going to be. So, if you're a pup and a furry, do you consider them the same? Do you consider them to be different? Is there a Venn diagram? What does your Venn diagram look like? Do you have a hood? Do you not understand what it is at all? Do you have burning questions and not the kind of burning you get after certain kinds of activities? Let us know. Cast at ForWhatItSWorth.com. Um, before we ask these guys what's going on, uh, thank you to uh, Voss for doing editing. He's taken over that from me so that I can continue to host and enjoy the show. Thank you to Firebreath for Lines. And thank you to Rue for being my spiritual support. And he'll be back next episode. All right, guys, this is your time. You can plug anything you're working on, projects, things of interest. Uh, but tell us what's going on in your lives and how folks, if you want, can get a hold of you to ask further questions.
2: Hi, hmm? I'm just curious as to why um, you, you didn't include the handlers along with the pups because, you know, they're handlers that go along
0: with the pups, not just the pups. I... The
1: pup this is how dumb I am. This is how dumb I am, guys. I didn't know I was supposed to. Mm, yes, handlers, mm, mm, too.
0: Mm, well, I wouldn't say mm, I would say mm. you're dumb. It's just you
1: didn't know. <laughs> There's a difference. It's true. But ignorance is not an excuse. That's why you we know. do it. As, as my dear would
2: say, Lord, give me strength, Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord.
1: <laughs> all right, Hibern. What's what's going on in your life? Tell the audience. Plug something. Advertise.
0: Um, uh oh, 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 okay. <laughs> um well not much i've just been going through a big life adjustment um in the past year um on a on a, you know on a slight uh sad note i lost my father last year so it's been a little bit of a slow climb on that but um everything's um in better spirits now than it was six months ago and so on and so forth um currently am brushing up on my photography i do photography um aside from my, you know, everyday nine to five job and um, not much else right now. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Um, I'm also doing um, educational studies right now, just uh, brushing up on some stuff and, you know, possibly looking to uh, be a returning student in something. But just right now, I'm just um, taking things one day at a time in one um Sorry, one project at a time, baby steps, if you will. Is, is there any place people can go to look at your photography? Not yet, because I'm currently reconstructing. I was on Tumblr, but we all saw how that turned out. So, um, not yet. But um, Tumblr
2: came a- <laughs> tumbling down.
0: <laughs> I I am, I, however, I am on Twitter. Um, you can look up uh, Hibern Jackman. I'm on there. Can't miss me. I'm also on Telegram, so I can share photos there right now. Um, and like I said, on Twitter.
1: Okay. Cool. And Watcher, what do you want to advertise that's going on in your life?
2: Well, I do want to uh, promote the uh, the Black Hole Party because uh, these folks do a lot of hard work to, you know, set up the events. Usually, it's at FC, but sometimes they do uh other cons like BabsCon and, and things like that. Uh it's important because they do help to raise money for Make a Wish. So aside from you know the donations for the drinks, feel free to add a little more because again, as I said, they have to try to cover their expenses because they're they're renting the space. Um, so the more you donate uh the more they can donate to make a wish. Now, also, uh, the Communist Party at FC, uh, I believe this, this past January was their 10th year. They, uh, collect money to not only donate to the, the con charity, but they are donating money to a Russian LGBTQ organization. So I wanted to give a shout out to those people. Um, I am on Twitter at titaniumt, and that's T-E-A, not just a letter T, because if you spell it wrong, I pity the fool. And so you can find me on Twitter to ask me uh, questions about uh, culinary mixology or wellness. Uh, I will try my best to help you find the answers if I don't have the answers myself
1: awesome all right guys well normally rue would help me out with this part and we would just kind of let you figure it out but i'll actually be nice for the first time in show history I tell you what we normally close the shows we'll each stay our name and then we leave of the work. Neil's show name. so i'll start off and then you guys can do so this is tug this is Watcher. Hi, Brian. and you've been listening to for,
0: for what, what it's, it's worth, worth. For, for what it's worth
1: Okay, (laughs) for what it's worth.